So next year, I've got my money on oil soil turmeric being used uh, a lot. So there's kind of adaptogens. You've got mushrooms being used in chais. So I think chai is going to be pretty big. It's a follow-on from matcha and beetroot powder, turmeric powder. Color in general is a great driver for success of tea in the moment, whereas coffee always are just shades of brown. There was a report came out from the US last week from Technavio, just talking about the specialty tea market predicted to grow year on year for the next five years by uh, 6%. It will grow by $5.5 billion in those five years. Welcome back to the Fifth Wave Podcast. I'm Jeffrey Young, Editor-in-Chief of Coffee Business Magazine, Fifth Wave. And today, in the spirit of Christmas, we're shifting our focus outside of coffee to steep ourselves deep into the world of tea. The tea industry is enormous and incredibly storied with a long history. Tea is the world's most consumed hot beverage. We've been brewing it since antiquity. But why is it that in many coffee shops all over the world, the customer experience with tea is so disappointing, where it's often limited to a cup of hot water and a commodity tea bag? What does an outstanding tea offer look like? And what are the financial rewards for getting tea right? We'll be gaining insights from David Veal, Executive Director of the European Specialty Tea Association, Kai Ellerbrock, Managing Partner for Market Grounds. And we're kicking off this episode by speaking with Oscar Woolley, co-owner and founder of Suki Tea Makers. Based in Belfast, Suki source and blend loose leaf teas, herbal and fruit infusions from all over the world, exporting to 22 countries, supplying to coffee shops, and also selling their teas online. Welcome, Oscar. A pleasure. So I wonder if you give us a bit of a background about Suki Tea Makers. There's, there was two of us who started the business, and it could have been a few things. It could have been an, an art gallery or an organic pizza shop or something. But the conversation that we had, which was one of those walk through the parks type days about what are you doing with your life and you know, not particularly happy with the jobs that we had. Um, I was listening to Moby at the time, it shows how long ago it was. This is the night before the chat. And I read an article that his wife had set up a tea house. And I thought, how cool would that be just to go in and have the full experience of a coffee shop, but really focused on tea. You know, why are we still being served tea bags in cups when our coffee experience is great and we can have a choice of 10 different olive oils at the moment? But then as the project developed, we realized that we should be helping coffee shops do better with their tea. So that was actually near on 18 years ago. So what are the challenges of getting tea right in a coffee operation? If we go back to conversations that I've had with owners, there's a lot of probably misconception about it, that it's fussy. That's the general response. Most good teapots have inbuilt infusers, so that challenge has been conquered a long time ago. Or that it might take too long. Uh, what, how long does a coffee take to make? About one and a half minutes. So it's the same. I mean, if you consider what we, what we looked at as Suki as a brand, there's a teapot and a tray. As soon as the tea has been made, it's handed straight over to the customer. So it's up to them for them to engage with it. That takes that away from the barista. And then I suppose the misconception that it's really complicated. People see the kit and get a little scared. So I think a lot of it's about education and just kind of trying to bust those myths that it is fussy. And I think the, the biggest one is that it, specialty tea is, is expensive. You know, you're buying a big catering pack of tea bags, 1,100 in them or something, and they're between 1 and 5p. 
loose leaf tea is around 12p. But what I'd say on that is the cash margin is up to 60p per cup per serve. So you, you are spending a lot more on the cost of your tea, but you, you're gaining so much more. Is there a problem with tea on sort of the value equation of tea? I can make that tea at home. You know, it's less skillful than, than making an espresso-based beverage with, say, latte art. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to turn the tables. So if we've got a full menu of specialty tea, the whole menu is just lots of different origins. But right at the bottom, in the corner, it just says instant coffee. And that's it. There's no brand, nothing. That's pretty much the flip of what tea is. There's not much um, description on it. There's not much sales. And I think all the focus could come down to promoting it better and adding a bit of value. Now, that, I think that just comes down to having a specialty tea offer as opposed to an average tea bag grade offering. And I think that then adds value to the customer to say, right, actually, this experience is different to, to what I'm getting at home. You know, I'm, going, I'm going to the supermarket and I'm buying my box of 40 tea bags. And, and so I'm a little bit hesitant to pay upwards of two, 250 for that. But if I'm getting loose leaf tea served in a pot on a tray with a brew guide and somebody's engaging with me about what it was and I know the origin from it, then you, you've got a very different proposal and you can command that. And people are very willing to pay it. What do you think are the real keys to a coffee shop operator to make more sales of tea? We're going to assume that the owners bought into going premium. You know, they're, they're going to offer a specialty tea. So, so that assumption is there. What my advice would be is to really consider the customer journey. Is anybody aware that the tea is loose leaf or where the origin is from? So a lot of that comes down to the menu. So if you have a breakfast and an Earl Grey and a peppermint and a and a fruit blend or something like that, put that down. I'd also expand your tea menu, not just for the loose leaf teas, but lattes and chai and matcha as well. And maybe even look at seasonal. So you've got cold brew or ready to drink even. They all come under the tea umbrella. And then you're looking at the tools and the training. So have you got a good teapot with a good infuser? And as your tea provider offering training, tea guides, tasting experiences, all that, all that education for staff, just like you would expect from your coffee supplier. I think it's worth mentioning that the education for baristas is really speeding up. And very recently, I was brought into the European Specialty Tea Association as a director. To, and it's there for tea education. And it's, it's got a real following for tea enthusiasts and baristas and professionals and even tea growers are part of this as well. So this is kind of like a, a testament to how specialty tea is growing because this, this network has been formed and is just attracting conversation. I think it's a, a great move in the right direction for education in tea. What do you think are going to be the trends going forward for coffee shops and tea lovers to look out for? So next year, I've got my money on, we saw turmeric being used, turmeric being used uh, a lot. So there's kind of adaptogens. You've got mushrooms being used in chais. So I think chai is going to be pretty big. It's a follow-on from matcha and beetroot powder, turmeric powder. And so I think that powdered latte style drink will continue to develop with different ingredients. There's the health aspect, which is going to kick in. I think that's where the extra ingredients can be put in. There's an extra shot of something used. And if you look to the US, the only growth in the tea market is ready to drink. So I think there's going to be a lot more ready to drink products coming out, maybe some hard tea as well. Hard tea? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, you learn it here first on Fifth Wave. Oscar, thanks for joining us here on Fifth Wave. Absolute pleasure, Jeffrey. 
Oscar believes it's absolutely possible to create an enticing tea value proposition in food service just by treating it with the same attention to detail as with coffee. To reiterate, coffee and food service operators should offer a good array of choice, careful brewing, and excellent presentation. If they get this right, the business imperative is undeniable as the margins on tea are even higher than on coffee. Next up in our exploration of tea, we speak with Kai Ellerbrock, managing partner for Market Grounds in Germany. Market Grounds develops and markets high-quality products relating to tea and coffee. Based in Hamburg with a staff of around 50, they supply tea and coffee to cafes, restaurants and hotels. They also import fine foods, develop their own brands and distribute products to over 40 countries worldwide. Welcome, Kai. Thank you very much, Jeff, for having me here. I wonder if you could give us a little bit of background on yourself and also how you got into the tea industry. My background is fairly simple. I grew up in a tea and coffee family. Since my family has been in tea and coffee for over 130 years, we were brought up with tea and coffee every day. Traveling to the region really left a big imprint in myself, leading to the fact that as soon as I had finished university, I wanted to get into that industry. But because of us being in the tea industry and it was difficult to find a proper place to start the business, I started in the coffee industry working for one of the largest green coffee mm. traders in the world. And following that, I started my own business following a period of living in London and working actually in the coffee industry. And long story short, we started just on the trading side, developing channels, customers, and uh, product categories. Mm. Well, that leads to a very important topic. What is the opportunity for tea in sort of modern day coffee establishments, coffee houses? Well, I think the majority of food service operators still continue to live in the past, assuming standard black tea with milk or without milk and Earl Grey and some herbal picked teas packed in retail formats and that are handed over with a cup of uh, water or a pot of water will do the job. If you look at how tea is presented, how communication is, is happening about tea, it's ridiculous. Much of the space on the theater is provided for coffee. And I think it is really the coffee shop industry in particular that is gaining awareness of the potential of tea. I mean, tea is a, is a natural complement to the modern foodie dining experience, offering healthier choices. And I think, especially if you look at upscale grocery stores, you see consumers really going out, buying new kind of like premium kind of teas. Tea is so much more sophisticated and complement to the modern dining experience because healthy choice matters. Is the brand important in a food service market or is it more the actual delivery? When you look around, you still think that it is, and that's why you, you see so many retail brands in food service. It's an easy kind of like fix from my point of view for most people being responsible for the beverage category to find a solution. But I do not believe that okay. offerings are delivering any value to the food service operator. I mean, again, you have to differentiate, I think, between the ones who are maybe in an environment, maybe a, a quick service environment or maybe a convenience channel or something like that, or where else self-serviced. But I think a lot of value is thrown away 
by having just any common retail brand available in food service. I think consumers are very capable of preparing these teas at home as well. And I think it's about time for the operators to realize that just serving any kind of like retail brand will just not do the job. So it's really about the creation of that value-added experience tea, more important than the brand that you might bring in. And especially if it's just a run-of-the-mill supermarket brand. If you were to look at the whole food service sort of layers, you know, different types of outlets, where is the success of premium teas happening? Is it in restaurants? Is it in cafes? Is it in hotels? You see it first, in my view, you see it that the coffee roasters that are offering tea next to their coffee, the upgrading their quality and proposals, which is a natural effect from my point of view, as origin and terror, quality crop and vintage and master crafting and production seem to be equally important now as it is in coffee. And you see contract caterers uh, looking more for provenance and, and certifications, sustainability topics are becoming more and more relevant to consumers. I think these are driving the markets and channels to review what they are offering today and uh, invest into better and higher quality. Okay. There's a genuine trend there towards premiumization and, and it's starting to hit contract catering, which is obviously a clear sign that premium teas are going more mainstream. And which other markets would be having a lot of premiumization? If we look at tea as a category, I think we should stop looking at tea just as leaves. I think we should look at tea much wider in food service, including ready-to-drink options, including beverage types that are coming from other parts of the world, whether these are chais. Yeah, I mean, the interesting part is all colorful drinks are, I think, uh, color in general is a great driver for success of tea in the moment, whereas Coffee always are just shades of brown. Yeah. In tea, you will find a universe of colors. It's the rainbow that you can choose from. And with today's, let's say, younger generation taking pictures from anything that they consume at home or with friends, I think tea is poised to become much more aware, especially also as carbonated soft drinks are being taken off from the menu. Tea is a wonderful alternative. And you see already with some chain accounts, the drive for creating refreshers and chillers. And actually also bubble tea is coming back to some degree. Excellent, Kai. Well, that's amazing. Thanks for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Thank you very much, Jeff. I think it's worth reiterating two of Kai's key insights. Operators should avoid offering supermarket tea brands because they are missing an opportunity to create a unique and premium tea experience. Secondly, operators should look well beyond hot, loose-leaf tea as their only tea offer. Ready-to-drink, infusions, chai, matcha, and other tea products offer colorful and exciting consumer experience. To close out this episode, we speak with David Veal, Executive Director of the European Specialty Tea Association. David is actually a former coffee person and began his career in the 1980s. For many years in his previous role, David was the Executive Director of the Specialty Coffee Association of Europe and in 2019 stepped into the world of tea. Welcome, David. Thank you. So, David, you've got so much knowledge of the coffee industry. You know, what are some of the differences 
and the similarities that you might see now between coffee and tea? There are many, many, many differences. Uh, you know, tea has a much longer history. It's a much older product, you know, 3,000 years old plus from China. It's got that traditional side to it. It's got a very, very long culture, primarily in China, but in other areas of the world. Whereas, you know, coffee is, you know, younger and more contemporary product. Tea is seen to be sort of a relaxing, meditative drink, whereas coffee is much more proactive and exciting. And tea is, is perceived as being a healthy product, whereas coffee is perceived by many as an unhealthy product, although I wouldn't agree with that. And probably another difference is that historically tea has primarily been consumed at home and coffee has primarily been consumed out of home, although those lines, as we both know, have blurred over the, the recent years. However, despite the differences, you know, both products occupy the same space in retail and can be classified as hot beverages. Both of them are driven by, you know, the mass market commodity tea or coffee. And, you know, the main part of the market is driven by price. Well, therefore, you know, quality isn't an issue. Yet both of them, you know, have that high end speciality part to them, which leads them, you know, to being, being embraced and with passionate engagement, if you like, both from the professional side of the industry and, and by consumers as well. As industries as such, tea is the most popular drink on the planet after water, obviously. But it's a fragmented industry where communication between different organisations and bodies isn't maybe as great as it could be. Many companies and areas are, are working in, in silos. Uh, and I believe that there's been a comparative lack of investment and innovation in tea compared with the coffee industry, which has for many, many years led tea in many areas, although tea is just slowly beginning to, to catch up. What are some of those big trends or those products that are really becoming more popular? And especially what are those trends that you're seeing that you're focusing on, you know, which will indicate that this is getting bigger in the industry? Before I answer that, I'd just like to refer to coffee once again, because, uh, you know, as we're both aware, one of the main uh, drivers of the, the growth in, in specialty coffee over the last 20, 25 years has been constant innovation right across the board, you know, from producers, you know, using new agricultural techniques through to, you know, roasting and brewing and, you know, machine manufacturers uh, innovating. And that level of innovation, I don't believe, has been there in tea. But, you know, the seeds are just beginning to be sown. What I'd also like to just say, and you, you with your Allegra research hat on, you will like this. I don't know if you saw this. There was a report came out from uh, the US last week from Technavio just talking about the specialty tea market predicted to grow year on year for the next five years by uh, 6%. So they're saying that the market it will grow by $5.5 billion in those five years. So that's, you know, some growth. And then the important, the really interesting thing for me is that it, that report says that the market will be driven by the growing tea cafe culture. You know, tea has lagged. And has it been complacency from the tea industry? Why it has lagged? in food service, for example? I think there is some complacency, but there is premiumization in the tea industry. But the bulk of the, you know, 95, 97% of the market is commodity. That has been driven down in quality by price. And one of the results of that is, you know, the, the recent sale by Unilever, 
or hiving off of their tea brands into Equiterra. And then recently, the news we had last week or the week before that it had actually been sold off. You know, the reason for that is their mass market tea has struggled for many years. They've struggled to make it work. Um, they're doing well on their on their premium products, but not on, on the mass market. So first of all, you know, there have been barriers. You know, consumers are saying that they don't get much information about tea, so they don't understand about tea. In a coffee shop, when they're talking to a barista, there's little time to actually, you know, discuss the merits of teas like you, you do coffee. And so that, that information and education it has been a big barrier. And, you know, it's worth noting that some Starbucks stores offer as many as 16 different choices of tea. So they're seeing uh, the trend, they're seeing the possibility. So when it comes to flavoured teas or to botanicals, people are looking for uh, more natural flavours in the teas. And whilst, you know, I said earlier on that, that tea is perceived as a healthy product, mm. I think people are looking even more and more into that. Well, you know, how is it healthy? Why is it healthy? What does it do for me? What does it not do for me? This is actually another difference between coffee. Although there's that perception of coffee being unhealthy, you get many, many positive reports coming out of the coffee industry about the positive health benefits of coffee. Yet tea, which has more perceived health benefits, you hear very little about it in terms of, you know, research. Yeah. And people are now looking for that. They want to know why tea is healthy and how it can be healthy for them. So um, then we're looking at um, the big growth in cold teas. That's either, you know, iced teas, ready to drinks. A cold brew is becoming, you know, more and more popular. It's starting from, a, from zero, so it's not, you know, not there yet. And then we've got um, bubble tea still, you know, very popular in, in Southeast Asia, which is just beginning to make its mark in Europe. Matcha is becoming more and more popular, as is kombucha. All of these things are all, all small and marginal, but growing and people are becoming more aware of them. Um, and, and then, you know, tea, tea has a, a number of elements, once again, which coffee doesn't have. So it's a, it's a great substitute for alcohol uh, in terms of pairing with food. That's a big thing with traditionalists. Great in mixology for cocktails. So it's, it's got this great potential just beginning to be seen, but needs to move forward. So in a nutshell, just talk about the aims of the European Specialty Tea Association. What are you setting out to achieve? You know, our path and our journey is to follow what happened in speciality coffee, to raise awareness to the mass market that there is life beyond a tea bag, just like there's life beyond Nescafe. And we're about promoting speciality tea through educating people. We're just setting up an education program with four, four different modules. We feel very strongly that we need to collaborate with other organizations because we can't do it on our own. We are a membership organization. We are growing. We have members in 48 countries already, but we do need new members. So if anybody who's listening to this is uh, interested in joining us as a member, please contact us at hello at specialityteaeurope.com. We're looking at partnering other organizations around the world, not, not only in Europe. Great. Well, David, thanks for joining us today on Fifth Wave. Great. After listening to David, Kai and Oscar, I'm convinced that the tea sector has a lot of room for innovation. Premium tea experiences will continue to become an even more important part of the overall cafe and hospitality experience. While coffee will always be the primary beverage in a cafe, today, coffee shop operators must embrace a premium tea experience to engage a broader set of customers. Notwithstanding all the potential innovation and the perceived health benefits of tea, 
but also as a vital alternative to coffee for those who need it. Though, I'm not likely to reduce my own consumption of coffee anytime soon. And that's all for this week's Fifth Wave podcast. Please subscribe to The Fifth Wave wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate a good rating if you enjoyed this show. Follow us on Instagram, Fifth Wave Coffee. That's number five, followed by TH Wave Coffee. And tell us what topics are important to you so we can make the show more relevant to you and to your business. This episode was recorded in the one and only Serendipity Studios in glorious Camden, North London. It was produced by myself, Jeffrey Young, the World Coffee Portal team, James Harper of Filter Productions, and sound engineering by Chris Bristow. And for this week's song, we would have loved to have provided you with a song about tea, but it is Christmas for the coffee industry, and we leave you with a great song by Faith Child. It's called Wake Me Up, and it's all about coffee. Have a great week and a lovely holiday season, and until next year, stay safe and stay caffeinated. And never day, never dollar. I didn't even want to bother. Cause I look like last night. Last night. I smell like last night. Last night. Somebody get me a flat white. Wake me up, wake me up, wake me up. Coffee in my cup when I'm ready to go. Shake me up, shake me up, shake me up. Filling up to the overflows. Wake me up, wake me up, wake me up. Coffee in my cup when I'm ready to go. Shake me up, shake me up, shake me up. Filling up to the overflows. Hello, good morning. I'm still yawning for my cup. I keep it pouring. Hello, good morning. I'm still yawning for my cup. I keep it Hello, good morning, I'm still yawning for my cup, I keep it pouring. Hello, good morning.